Yeah. It's right, if you look out the back door, it's right there. Uh, and it used to be part of this property. And, and when the church, I guess, fell on hard times or whatever, whatever happened, uh, they started selling pieces of the property off. And, and we're buying them back. So uh, the, the property line, that house sits two feet from the property line. So anything we want to do on this side hindered us from doing what we want to do because as we encroach to our side of the property line, the, the distance between that house and what we want to do becomes smaller and smaller. So a judge owned it, and uh, he, we had to go to a meeting one night, and uh, I just stopped it right there because we wanted to be, uh, we wanted a 90-foot building, which would have put us, uh, I think, like 10 feet from that line. But since the house was two foot, which wasn't my fault, they should have been 15 foot too, then there would have been 25 foot between them. And I said, man, and so I stopped it. And I just never had peace about it. I've always wanted that piece of property. We owned the one across the street, but uh, Amy, or, or, uh, Adam and, and Jesse bought it, and which paid the church off, but it was across the street. It really didn't do us any good. There's some properties over here that we could get, but they really across the street too. They don't do us any good. That one is right along, it's on our line. So we can have the line removed, the, the church property, then we'll extend to the other end of that building. And then if we can get those apartments up there eventually down the road, then at that point we could do anything to this property we want to do, any way we want to do it, however we go down the line to do it. Take your Bibles. But that was that. And, uh, you know, he's sitting there reading it, uh, that mission letter. And uh, the, what I'm going to talk about, some, some things tonight. Go to uh, 2 Corinthians 15, or 5, 2 Corinthians 15. There isn't a 2 Corinthians 15, by the way. Try to get up here and talk for like two hours or an hour and a half. Well, I'm not going to be two hours, son. I promise it won't be that long. But try to do that and uh, not say something wrong. So have mercy on, on the speakers. The speakers are, a lot of times they don't. I was down there and I said something about uh, the Navy paid me $8,000 a month. And people said, 8000 a month? No, it was 8000 a year. Uh, but, you know, it's a mistake. <laughs> I wish it would have been 8000 but that would have been really cool. But they didn't. Uh, verse, uh, verse 17, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Father, again, thank you for your blessings. Thank you for the word of God, Lord. Thank you for just some new things that always occur in our Bible. Uh, Lord, thank you for a new life, uh, a chance to have a new life. And uh, Lord, just thank you for revealing that life to us that we could have and then showing us, Father, again, bless the service tonight, and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, Monday, uh, Sunday morning, we'll probably take up another offering, and if you want to do that, so instead of sending flowers over, uh, she is, uh, Joe's mother-in-law had to put all that on credit cards and everything else, and if we can help them a little bit, that would be a blessing uh, to help her get out of that. It's just one of those things, if you, you ought to have some type of insurance to pay, so when, when the Lord does take you out, somebody can do something with your body that's left behind. You really won't care. I got that, man. You know what that door's there for? That door was placed there for one reason, one reason only, to bring a casket in and get it out. You say, well, that's stupid. No, it ain't neither. You wait till one day you need a, a funeral home. I've had funeral home after funeral home say, so you're one of the only churches in Dayton that has easy access to the platform. You can come right in that door. You can put the casket right here. We can say whatever, and then you can take the casket right back out. And, and it makes it easier for a funeral, but there has to be some planning to our lives. I said all that just to say nothing, actually. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, well, we should plan. You, uh, somebody plan for your exit in, or your entrance into this world. Uh, I had insurance for my wife. She had five kids. I took care of all five of them. I was there for all five of them when she had them. 
Uh, I was sitting there. There was a plan to have them babies. Uh, we've had them all. Now we're trying to get rid of them. Uh, but, have to, you know, it's one of those things. You got to wait a while. You get them. You want them. Everybody wants kids. Brother Travis, y'all want kids. It's 18 or 25 years. They changed the laws. It's now 27 years. You got to provide them with insurance or something, man. 25 or 27, something like that. It's stupid, man. Just stupid. Used to, man. You kicked them out. They got married at 13. I'm like, what happened to that? Something is new age stuff out here changed our mind. But, but uh, I was reading an article today, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. But he said something here that was just, just phenomenal to me uh, in this prayer letter. He's talking about some guys. He goes, pray for my students uh, that they finish the three-year Bible course. It takes a lot of effort, which it does. Uh, it, it takes a lot of effort to go through Bible course. Uh, but it takes a lot more effort to do what they did, uh, to work and then rush to the classroom. Five of them were in jail for doing drug, for drug abuse. I have been working with people in jails for many, many years. Very few, Brother Dave is, and has got out of it, and I've got out of it. I wasn't as far as where he was at probably, but, but there's very few people you'll find in most churches that when you have a jail ministry will actually get out of there and do it. I have a guy that called me up. Uh, he was talking to Brother Tim. He's talking to me, and, and it's almost like he wants me to, I'm not going to spoon feed anybody. Now, brethren, this thing, what this is right here, here's a perfect example of what I'm going to say some stuff. I'm not hard. I'm not mean. He says, uh, they have stuck to classes for a year and a half already. They got saved in, in Bell and Church and are active in helping in the church. Some, some work to help their parents who are elderly and can't uh, work for health reasons. Each one has their own testimony and different backgrounds and still come faithfully to Bible classes and to Bell and Church. Now, Here's the problem. You are saved. I'm saved. There's no doubt about it. I'm saved. I got saved in 1980 in Backport, Kentucky. I'm supposed to love the sinner but hate the sin. I read an article today about a lady who had a son that was a homosexual. And he died because he got into the, that lifestyle and it killed him. And then she's, she's changing. She said, well, we were, we're Bible believers. We believe this. We believe this. But I wish now I could go back and change everything. No, no. You, I don't have a problem with you loving your son. It's the sin that he's in that you cannot love. And unless we stand for what is right, you'll never win. All you're going to do is you're going to fold what you believe in what they believe. I will not accept somebody coming into my home. I told my wife, my wife has a, a brother-in-law that at one time was. I said, you ever leave him alone with my kids and I'll get rid of you. You say, why is that? Because God gave me five kids to protect. This world's a crazy world we live in. He said there, I read that verse. It says, if therefore if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Do you realize that they change, you changed when you got saved. If you did not change, there's something wrong with you. I did not intend to change. I had no idea, really, man. I had no idea. Who said that? Me neither. Raise, let me see that hand. Oh, oh, Dave. I had no intention of changing. I didn't even know what change was. I just knew I was in a mess. And I read a book and I said, man, this thing, I'm Catholic, man. This thing's right. I mean, I can't argue with that. I mean, and I looked up at the sky and said, hey, it's not your problem, it's mine. I'm the sinner, not you. You didn't sin, you're God. I mean, I already come to that realization. You can't mess up, so it can't be you. It has to be me. And if it's me, I, if you would ask me 43, Beth says 42. If you'd asked me 42 years ago that I was going to be where I'm at today, I wouldn't have a clue that I was going to be here today. 
I would not have had a clue. You know, I was just tickled pink that I didn't even know I was getting in the Navy yet. I mean, I had no idea about nothing. You're talking about change. Change occurred. Brother Dave's life changed like you wouldn't believe how it changed. I remember some of that early stuff that happened to him, but that was all local. Mine was like, hey, get on a plane. We're going to shoot you to Chicago. And then we're going to put you in some boot camp out there, and you're going to get your head shaved. My hair was down to here. I was a best seen me picture, man. My hair would stick out like this. When it get wet, I mean, it was just like fuzz hanging out there. I didn't care, man. I mean, if I'd have had a band on my head, it would it'd come around and then been out like this. And uh, I had ladies all mad at me because my hair was just out like that. People say, I can't believe you were that way. Of course I was that way, man. What else was there? You people wear them pants with holes in them? All my pants had holes in them. I had credit cards. I had more credit cards in my wallet you could shake a stick at. I could go to any store, major store, like the Coles here today. They were bacons and stuff like that back then. I had all the cards right here. My mom gave me everything. I could go to any store I want. I get all the new shoes I want. I get everything. I like my, I like my blue jeans with holes in I wore my holes in my blue jeans. They were my favorite blue jeans. I wore holes in them. You know why? I'd be down on my knees working. I'd be standing up. I'd wear them out. You know what's wrong with most of you guys today? You don't do nothing. You have to go out and buy fake jeans with holes in it so it makes you feel like you've done something. <laughs> I did my jeans that way. I was so far ahead of you guys, it's pathetic, man. Anybody that's in this world that, that does, anybody that can live a life like they I did whatever I wanted. At 22, I had a house. I had two jobs. I had all the money. I had, I had all the cars I wanted. I had everything. I didn't have him. And I, I knew that the life I had was wrong. But I didn't know how to change that thing. I had no idea. I didn't even know what change was. I just knew that I was wrong and I was in trouble. And if this book is right, I'm going to go somewhere. And I don't want to go. I like Ian Paisley said this. He's a, he's a, he's a fire. I like Ian Paisley's a cool guy, man. He's really good. He was preaching one Sunday in, in the end times in the book of Matthews on a particular day. And I've heard Dr. Roman say the same thing, but it was Ian Paisley that actually said it. He said, as he reached the climax of his address, he said that, that on the day of judgment, there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. He goes, there was an old lady in the crowd said, Dr. Paisley, Dr. Paisley, I have no teeth. Paisley replied, Madam, teeth will be provided. <laughs> You, you'll get teeth in hell, man. You don't have to worry about it. He'll give you teeth. Uh, there is a heaven and a hell, by the way. That's not mean preaching. That's, to me, that's not mean at all. That's, that's being very nice. I mean, he did say, Madam. Madam, I love you. You know, what, you know what? Something's wrong with us when we don't realize that we're the sinner and he's the savior and he did some stuff for us. You say, what? What? Well, here's this lady, man. She says, she's, uh, obviously she's lost. If that statement, she says, uh, teeth will be provided. If you have to worry about being on that day where there's going to be weeping and wailing, if you have to worry about you weeping and wailing, you need to get saved. I'll tell you right now, you need to get saved. Saved is good. I like saved. I got saved on the back porch in Louisville, Kentucky. I said that in 1980, and I've been saved ever since. And me and Brother Joe was talking today, and he's telling me some stuff, and I'm like, Man, I'm sure glad I'm just kind of local down in this little place in Dayton, Ohio. I'm glad I met Beth. I'm glad she got she suckered me into staying here. And I stayed here, and I really don't know what's going on in the world, don't really care. Uh, I just like knowing what's going on in Dayton and trying to make sure Dayton is okay, that when I get out of here, I leave behind me some stuff that the next group of people can take it and move in, in the right area with it. And hopefully by when the Lord comes, because I'm hoping if he, and somebody down there at that blowout or the, the route, or, uh, Jubilee said that they don't think the Lord is coming back to 2033, I thought they should have shot him right there. 
somebody should have, I know there's somebody in there open carrying, man. They should have just, boom, uh, what is that, man? Don't, that's, you're discouraging us. But no, I mean, I don't want to wait to 2033. I don't know about you, but if you want to wait, you can hang out as long as you want. I personally don't care to do that. Uh, that's 10 more years from now, actually 11. That would put me at 76, and uh, my insurance runs out at 78, so I have to die before 78 so Beth can get some money so she can get through the rest of her life. And I'm trying to do it earlier than later. You say, why is that? I just, I just want to go home. This, I mean, when I sit there, I don't worry about weeping and wailing. I worry about other people dying and going to hell. I don't have to ever worry about me dying and going to hell. Man, I got, I got that thing settled years ago. I didn't, but I, like I said, I didn't know. It says right there, he said, he said 1 Corinthians 5, 7, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, if you're in Jesus Christ, we was talking today about you get somebody saved off the streets and try to get them into a church similar to this. It's, it's, the step from here to where we're at is almost, it's astronomical. They, they won't have a clue how to get there. You have, to have, you have to have baby gloves on and help them to get there. First of all, you need to make sure you know where you're at and who you are and what you're doing. And then you've got to help them babies get to the place where they can grow and they can survive here. I mean, some, I've, I've dealt with people before, man. Somebody here recently gave one of the young men here in church a, a Dr. Ruttman reference Bible. The guy just got saved. I'm like, you just stuck a, like a T-bone steak that thick in front of this kid. I mean, and he's, he's chomping down on it, man. He's like choking. He's like, what is that? I said, well, brother, what you need is an old Schofield reference Bible. I said, I said, you need something just a little lighter than that. I said, I'm not telling you to get rid of this stuff. I said, there's going to be a dime down there where you're going to un understand the blood sucking vampires from Venus and all that other stuff, man. You're going to get that. But right now, what you need is this. He goes, oh, brother, thank you. That was killing me. You know, he's still here today. Well, he's not here tonight, but he's, he's working, which is a good thing. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. New. You got to be new. We can't, we cannot let sin dictate our lives. And the people we run with, we cannot let their sin dictate our lives. However, I'm supposed to be like Jesus Christ. I'm supposed to be just like him. I've got to love them. I've got to love the sinner, try to get them from being the sinner. I've helped people sometimes. You can't. I was, I was dealing with a guy. He called me today and uh, he's called me several times. He's called Brother Tim several times. And he wants this. You can hear it in his voice. He wants something. Okay, where are you at in church? You say, oh, that's mean. You know what's wrong with churches is we want to provide suckers for everybody out there to give them a sucker in their mouth so that they'll suck on the sucker and then they, they go away. If those guys right there in Mexico will come to church and do it on their own, and start going to a Bible class on their own and last for a year and a half, you know what? You'll grow in grace and knowledge and you'll make it. If they won't do it, there is no amount of money you can put in their pocket. There is no amount of places you can give them to stay. There is nothing. I've been doing this for 43 years. Zero results. There is no amount of money, anything you can give them to get them. They have to want it. They don't have to understand it. They have to want it. 1980 on a back porch, I wanted something. Let me ask you a question. Do you want anything? like This might be three or four nights message. I don't know. Did you want something? I wanted something that night. I wanted something. And that's been going on for 43 years. I wanted something. You know, I've watched people all over. We, we, we were down at Jubilee. And I listened to some of the people preach. I'm like, 
<laughs> okay, okay. I mean, I can see it. I understand what you're saying. But in 43 years of experience, what I've realized is a lot of that ain't going to work. <laughs> that ain't going to work. It just ain't going to work. Brother Travis came up, we was talking the other day, and he's, he's telling me about a brother here. And I, I told him, I said, yeah, that brother was here. I love him. Still love him. I hope he does come back. I, I mean, if you're watching tonight, come on back, man. We love you. I'm not going to mention your name, but I could. But, but we was talking, and I knew when he left, he goes, brother, he goes, I'm going to do this, this, this. And there's another church down here. And I'll tell you something. Watch this. I mean, I'll do this even easier. Just because somebody walks around with a King James Bible under their arm, don't mean they're Bible believers. I don't care how big it is. This is a big one. I've known a lot of guys running around with these big ones. And they try to, love the Bible says, man. It says, and they'll sit there, and they'll get it all marked up too, man. That don't mean nothing. I'm telling you, it, well, it could mean something. I'm not going to, let me say it doesn't mean anything all the ways. But just because you see somebody with a Bible and they got B, they got a B in their Bible, they got a B in their church Baptist, uh, they say I'm a believer, doesn't mean they believe what you think they believe. So this young man left. I said, amen, love you. He called me a couple times. I called him a couple times, talked to him. Brother Travis came in and said, he's thinking about coming back. He goes, he goes they're not all like anchor out there. I'm like, duh, you know what I realized? And I told Travis, Brother Travis the other day, I'm 65. When this young man left, I was probably 62 or three. I said, he was probably 30 something. I said, there's no possible way he would understand what I'm getting ready to tell him. So I'm not going to tell him. I'm not even going to do it. He won't get it. He can't get it. Because he thinks just because you got a King James Bible in your arm and you go to a Baptist church, that that guy is the same as you. That's not true. The only way you get to be the same as Jesus Christ is to follow him, and you got to want to do that. People who don't want to do that and stay in their sin, they are not new creatures. That is one of the main things here. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, if you're in Christ and you're still trying to be like you used to be, you're not a new creature. Now, I'm telling you, when I got saved on that back porch, I did not know what he was getting me into. I'm glad he got me into it. I still like it, man, to this day. 42 years later, I still like it. I'm still happy. I'm still glad he did. Uh, I've got all kinds of people mad at me because they say, oh, well, you're, you're mad. I'm not mad at anybody. I will help anybody. I am not foolishly going to give them the stuff of our church and the stuff that you put in to help them, to get them another step down the road where they can do the drugs or do whatever they want to do and continue living the life they're living. Amen. There's people in this church I've helped that needed help, and they're here today. And they're so, You know why? I, I knew that they needed help. And I knew they wanted help. And I knew they were striving to do something, and I could help them in that, and they're here today. Or they're in other churches. But there's some people, there is no, I'm telling you, there's no amount of anything you can give them because the desire to serve Jesus Christ is not in them. What is all that? Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are come new. What would make somebody stay? Well, all of a sudden, like Brother Day brought in five songbooks. Well, Bible Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida is trying to get the copyright to, uh, to print uh, those, those uh, great hymns of the faith. 
And when they do, guess what? We will start buying our great hymns of the faith from a church in Pensacola, Florida that will print those things because I know that God will give them the ability to print those things. And people, and people said, here you go, here's a good one for you. I've had people say, well, why don't they just give everything away down there? Why do they charge everybody for everything? Because you need printing presses to print a songbook that's going to go out of print for the rest of the body of believers. Who's going to pay for the machines? When you buy uh, something out of Pensacola Bible Institute or Bible's, uh, the uh, bookstore, guess what? The profits go to printing. Amen. Whoa, what do you know about that? If you don't steal Dr. Ruckman's stuff and you actually buy his stuff, the money goes back into printing. So one day when the songbooks go off the market and nobody can print them anymore, they know what the right songbook is and they'll still print them. Amen. You know what a baby Christian will say? Well, any songbook will do. No, they won't. They will not. Just like that song we just sang. When we see Christ, that won't be in most of those new songbooks. I don't know what will be there, but they won't. Number one, why, why would you even care? Why would you even care? It will be worth it all. Why would it be worth it all? Number one, you get a new body. I've got about 12 things here I could just go through real quick. For we know back in 1 Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians 5, 1, that chapter. For we know that if our earthly house of this town, that's the thing right here. You do know you're going to die, right? This is the Apostle Paul speaking. This is the greatest Christian that ever lived. The Catholic Church don't have a problem with Paul. The, the, the Mormons don't have a problem with Paul. The stink of Jehovah Witnesses don't have a problem with Paul. Uh, most Christians don't have a problem. Why would you have a problem with Paul? The Bible is 66 books. Almost everybody on the face of this planet knows your Bible is 66 books. The Catholic Church tries to throw the Apocrypha in there, but most people don't realize that that's just a bunch of garbage. It's like reading Bazooka Joe bubblegum wrappers. That's all that is. 66 books, Genesis to Revelation. Paul writes this. He starts in a chapter. He says, for we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle, that's your flesh, were dissolved. That means the day you die. Brother Joe's going to preach his brother-in-law's funeral uh, Friday. His tabernacle stopped, ceased the other day. Word is all, we have a building of God and a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. All you have to do is go over to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And he's sitting there talking about, he says, you'll hear the last trump and we're going to be caught up. That's called like the rapture. That we use the word rapture, but it's really caught up. We're going to be caught away. We're going to be out of here. We're going to be gone. Guess what you get? You get it in the twinkling of an eye. You get a new, 1 Corinthians 15, you get a new body. Oh, the corruptible thing goes off. The incorruptible comes on. You get a new body. Man, I tell you what, that ought to excite you. You know what that is? That's a new creature. Paul's talking about a new creature. You become new. You know what? We're still trying to live in this old world. And we still think this old world still is, has what we, we want to live like the world lives. Why would you want to do that? Now, you can put somebody that's lost on their way to hell, and they'd have a suit and tie on. They'd look just like me. So you say, what is it? No, I said, personality. It's inside. 1980, I sit there and said, I am a sinner. If you don't repent, you might as well hang it up. Yeah, I mean, it's this big battle. Well, repentance is a work. You're an idiot. If you don't even think that you need to repent, how can you get saved? What are you repenting of? I'm repenting. I'm not repenting. I'm not repenting. Then you're not going to get saved. You're going to go to hell. How about that for a new doctrine? <laughs> I think you ought to repent. I did. I was too stupid to understand there was a problem. <laughs> I just went to school, what little school we had. And, I mean, we, we didn't have little one-room house schools in Kentucky. We actually had school buildings. Nice ones, man. We had shop class and all that stuff. 
I mean, it's like everybody makes Kentucky people like they're morons. Well, there's a reason for that, but <laughs> but I'm sitting here going, hey man, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting, I need to repent. I need to change. I didn't know what change was. You'll hear people say, well, you know, somebody way down the road to say, well, all repentance is is you're going this way and you turn this way. You know, when somebody's getting saved, they don't even understand that. You know what they understand? I'm wicked. In front of a holy God, I'm wicked. If you never get the holy God in front of him, get, get the Baptist, Presbyterian, Methodist, all that garbage out of there, just get it out. It's Jesus Christ. When I look at him, man, like the thief on the cross, and he goes, Lord, remember me. Have you ever got to a place where you said, remember me? I mean, is that, is that if that's all you could say, man, you know what you just did? You repented. I, I'm not going to get there on my own. Can you remember me when you get there? Because I know you're going to be there when you get there. And when you get there and you turn around and look this way, and, and I'm like coming that way, will you let me come in? Will you kind of remember me? Amen. That's all that guy knew. Boy, I tell you what, shortly thereafterwards, <laughs> All the stuff that he did was gone and he didn't have to live no life of perfectness and all this other stuff. Uh, he died, he took his last breath on that cross and he ended up in Abraham's bosom with Jesus Christ for all eternity. He's with Jesus now up in heaven. Paul said over here, he said, paradise, called up to heaven. But anyways, a new body, I get a new body. Philippians 1, 12, 21 says this, for to me to live is Christ. You ought to live. Now, I, you know I want to go to heaven, I do, I really do. I'm serious about that, I really want to go. But to live is Christ. I like being 65. I know it's not very long, and I'm going to be dead. <laughs> I don't worry about being dead. I don't know why you'd worry about being dead. Dead is dead. Dead is just the flesh dropping off. Once I'm dead, I'm out of here, man. I'm out of here. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free, man. And I don't know about you, but I'm free. I like being a sailor. I see me and Beth went down to Jacksonville, and we went out to the, the May, Mayport. And here's all these ships. I mean, there's ships everywhere, man. And they got a bunch of Arleigh Burke destroyers out there. I puke on them things, man. They're little bitty dinky things, man. They're not dinky. I mean, our ship was almost 600 feet. These are like, no, ours, ours was like seven, almost 670 feet. This was like 600. My destroyer was. And I mean, we had 5-inch 54s on the back. And they had, they had not 5-inch, probably 54s on this. Side. But they only had one mass. We had two. And we could walk up there. And you can't walk up on this one. And, and it's like, this is not really a manly ship. I mean, out at sea, you need to go out there and the sea salt hits you in the face. And, and as you're going down, I had somebody tell me one time that they could taste the salt in the air. Who? Oh, Joey Bisco said, I could taste the salt when you start talking about going to sea. And I could taste the salt too. Right now, man, it's on my lips. I mean, brother, I'm telling you what, you know, we went out there and I looked at those ships and I'm like, one of these days, the excitement of something new. You know why I liked being in the Navy? It was new. You go out to sea, and it was new every day. What you've seen flying fish shooting through the... I mean, you, you don't see that in no zoo. I mean, zoos are cool, man. You pay your 25, 80 bucks to get in, whatever. You go see the monkey laying there doing this and all that. We went down to Jacksonville. But you go out to sea, and you, they go down to sea in ships. You go out there, you get seasick, you get thrown up, and all that other stuff. That's there, too. That's part of it. But you see stuff that you never see before. It's new. It was, it, once I realized how new that was, it was exciting. I mean, let's get this. I like that old senior chief told me, sailors belong on ships, ships belong at sea, and your wife didn't come in your sea back. I'll leave her at the pier, man. You want to you go? Join the Navy. <laughs> Sorry, you ain't going to go with me. Any, top secret ship, can't get on it without a clearance. Join the Navy, go through school, and maybe they'll let you on the ship. I doubt it because I don't think they let husband and wife on the same ship. But 
She could lie and say she wasn't married to me, and then she could get there. Brother, it's new. You know what? Heaven's going to be new to us. There's a lot of us going to be really surprised. Uh, when you take your last breath and you shoot out of here, and all of a sudden, the instant you come out of your body, I think like right there as you're coming up, whether you're standing, and, and if the rapture occurs and your body drops down, you shoot up. I mean, the moment there's distance between you and your body, you're going to know, you're going to know that you wasted your life. I don't care how good you are. You're going to know you wasted your life. Because you'll never get another opportunity, never get another opportunity to do what you're doing right now after that moment. I got some pictures at the house if I ever find them. Uh, we had twin rails on the ship and, and it would drop down and the missiles would come up out of the, the bottom of the ship and they'd come up on the rails and the rails would kind of direct them to wherever they're going to go. And then they would launch the missile. The moment that missile cleared the rail, the missile would still be there like the missile was right here and the rails were here. The missile was still there, but there was distance between the rail and the missile. You could catch, to catch that picture was almost impossible. I mean, you had to go click, 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 click. And if you're lucky, you catch that picture. Because the moment there's distance between that rail and that missile, that little sucker's doing Mach 2. And it accelerates from there. <laughs> the next thing you know, it's like, it's gone. That's exactly you. If you're looking at the missile, all you see is smoke. It's gone. It looks like it's not even the space shuttle. Because you can see the space shuttle. This thing ain't that. I mean, it's like, Phew. And you just see this trail of smoke, and that thing is gone. If you sit there one second, and it's gone. It's just two Mach 2 plus. You say, what is that? That's just exciting to me. Blow something up, man. But the moment you leave your body, it's going to be like that. That's right. Your body is going to drop. You're going to be gone. You're going to get a new body. First Corinthians. Go to, well, you, don't, we're not going to go there tonight, but go to First Corinthians 15. Just read the last half of that. Man, you're going to get a new body. Old things, why would you still try to hold on to old things? Number two, there's a new likeness. Verse two, uh, back in, uh, we're going to stay in, in uh, 2 Corinthians 5. Uh, I'm going to have to, I won't cut, I won't do it all. I'll, I'll, I can cut it off here anywhere. Uh, for in this we groan. You know why I have an issue? <laughs> I'm, I'm like Paul, man. I mean, the closer you get to the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going more, your thinking should be like Paul's. If you're thinking ain't like Paul's and you're trying to just live here and live here and live here and get this body and, I mean, it's achy and, I mean, he's telling me he's learning how it's achy and hurting and all that stuff, man. Yeah, I got that, man. Uh, if you don't realize that life is getting shorter and shorter and shorter and, and you're trying to keep this thing going 100%, man, there's something in your thinking that is not quite right. For in this we groan earnestly desiring. Do you earnestly desire to be with Jesus Christ? That's what Paul does. It's a new likeness. He said, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with a house which is from heaven. Now, I'm telling you, man, when I get that new body, I am going to run the rings of Saturn at least once. At least once. And then after that, I mean, all the galaxies out there are fair play. Uh, it might take me a couple of seconds to get to heaven. Uh, I might, Lord, Lord uh, I'm going to be like, yeah, man, I just read that over here. How about this right here? Don't y'all go. Don't go away. Don't go away. You ever read your Bible? I like to read my Bible. Oh, man, it's in, it's in chapter. It's over here. Don't go away. Don't go away. Just stay here. We got all night. No, well, we don't have all night, but I'll get you out of here. I promise. Oh, man, that's good. That's a good passage here, too. All this is good. 
I'm going to have to look it up. Man, it's all good. I just read all through 1 Corinthians. He said, everything's yours. What is it? 1 Corinthians, everything's yours. And I, I, I was just, it's right there, man. Oh, it's in my, no, it was right here. Knowledge is weakness. Protection is alert. Jealousy. Gifts of healing. You don't need none of that stuff. Spiritual gifts. I don't know. I lost it, man. It was here somewhere. Yeah. Maybe it's past where I'm at. Oh, it is. I bet you it is. Do, do, do. I knew a man. Yep. I, no, no, no. Well, I'll come back to it later. It'll, it'll come to me. It'll hit me. You'll hit, see my head start hurting. But he sits right there and says, clothed upon with uh, that which is from heaven. If so be that, verse 3, if so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be naked in heaven. I don't like to be naked in, in you know, I just don't like to be naked. Naked is, uh, I mean, it's just, the Navy took pretty much everything away from us. They made you run around naked when you first got in. And after that, they gave you clothes and you put the clothes on. I like just, I don't like being on a ship with a bunch of men naked. Now, I don't know about you, but that's just the way I am. The naked thing with guys right now, I just don't like that. Uh, it scares me a little bit. <laughs> if you like that, you scare me a little bit. <laughs> I don't like it, man. I don't like, I don't like taking showers in a shower room. Whatever. I don't want to go to prison, man. How about that? <laughs> I just know there's a lot of stuff in life. I just, you know, you need to do right just for some, some stuff to keep you out of trouble. That's a new likeness. I get a new body. I get a new likeness. I get to be like him. I get clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. I get a new body. There's some new things. You know what? It, we're, we're so many people are trying to hold on to what's down here. And they never really realize what he has for you. He has, I mean, it's the greatest of the great. I have not seen nor ear heard nor entered the hearts of man the things that God had prepared for them to love you. You can't even imagine what's there. If you sit down and spent the rest of your life trying to imagine what heaven was like, you couldn't even come close. You wouldn't, even, you wouldn't even scratch the surface. I'm telling you, you would sit here your whole life and do that, and you'd die, and you'd freak out the moment you die. Whoa, I didn't think it was going to be this good. I mean, I'm sitting there going, I'm watching the Hubble Space Telescope, and they shoot out there. They, they had this one, I tell, I've mentioned this before, but they had this one little area that was black, and when they fixed the thing after they sent it in space, broke. Then they fixed it, which is pretty impressive, man. I mean, you break something, send it out in space, broken, and then you go out there and fix it out in space. That's pretty cool, man. I mean, that's something new. I like that. They fixed it. Well, when they turned it, they had this one area where it was black, and they looked out there, and it was, they said, well, it's just a black hole, like a black space here but amongst all the stars. and This little area. So they focused down on this thing. And when they lit that thing up and watched it, there was billions of galaxies out there in that hole. So then they, several years later, they came back and put new cameras in it. And they said, let's go back to that hole and look at it again. And it got bigger with the stuff that was out there because it got clearer. Brother, there's, there's stuff. This little pea planet we live on is nothing. No matter what you do on this planet, you need to realize you're going to die one day. And the moment you're going to die, you're going to be in his realm, not this realm. I don't care what my friends say. I, oh, man, I finally got to understand football, man. I understand football now. I listened to radio the other day. We're saying you'd ever do this. Listen to radio. This guy did a study. I don't know who pays these people to do these studies, but I'm glad they did. And I don't know if the study's right, but it sounded good. I mean, it, I agreed with it, so it must be okay for me anyways. But the guy said they couldn't understand why people 
are addicted to stuff. Me and Joe was talking about this this morning. He couldn't understand why people are addicted to stuff. So, and then he started talking about football teams. I'm thinking about the Bengals. They're losers. Well, the last year, I don't think they were losers, or the year before last. They were, there was one year in there somewhere where they weren't a loser. All the rest of the time, they're losers. But all the other teams out there, they have the same problem. And, and yet their fan base is so solid that it's like, why would somebody, I, I don't understand that. Why would you be on a loser team? I wouldn't. I'd switch to somebody else. I like the Patriots because they won. Not because anybody on the Patriots, just because they win. And when the next team wins, I'll be on their team. If I'm ever going to be on a side, if you're going to ask me to pick it. But they said, why? Why? And it's because it's a social bond. They can be sociable with their, their friends, go to the games. They do stuff socially with other people. They said that's how people get addicted to things. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason why they do it. It's a social need that they, so they're looking for something on this planet to get attached to. Why? I'm looking for something off this planet to get attached to. That's what I want. There's really nothing down here. You have a new likeness. You have a new assurance. Verse 5. Now he that hath wrought us for the same thing is God, uh, who also hath given us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we're absent from the Lord. Man, I get to know one day I'm going. For, uh, Romans 8.15 says, For ye have not resisted the spirit of bondage against again to fear, or you have not received the bondage again to fear. I don't have to fear going to hell. I never had to fear going to hell. I'm going to heaven. But ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. You know why the great hymns of the faith is a great book to sing? Because you sit there just like that. I come in, and the first song we sang was 210. And I looked at that thing, and I'm telling you, man, See, now, you, if you're not saved, you wouldn't understand this at all. Saved by the blood of the crucified one. That's Jesus Christ. Now, ransom from sin. He paid my ransom. The devil had me. Jesus paid the price when he went to that cross. And a new work begun in me. A, a new creature was formed. Sing praise. Sing praise. Have you ever thought of it? Do you sing praise to God? You know why I like his songbook? I get to sing praises to him. Sing praise. I can't even, you can't even say it, man. You got to say, sing praise to the Father and praise to the Son. I'm saved by the blood of the crucified one. Glory, I'm saved. Can you do that? If I give you the songbook, will you come up here and do that? Do you even care? No, glory, man. Glory to God in the highest. I mean, everybody says, that's Christmas time. <laughs> We're going to have Christmas coming up, and we get the little, you know, glory. And that's what they're going to do. The angel's in heaven, and here's a little baby in the manger. And, and as long as he stays in the manger and he doesn't affect me, he can stay in that manger. I can still do what I want to do, and, and we'll get presents to everybody, but he stays in the manger. No, man, he came out of that thing. And he lived 33 years, and he died on the cross. And glory to God, man, that God did that. Man, I tell you what, there's some stuff. Oh, this, it goes on. That's why you don't get rid of these songbooks. You know why people get rid of these songbooks? They've got rid of Jesus. And they're doing a work. They're trying to build a church and just keep people in the church, and they don't want to offend people. Hey, man, if I've got to try to keep somebody and offend Jesus, you're toast, man. Amen. And guess what? I'm toast, too. I don't want to stay here if, I, if I'm trying. If I've got to offend him to keep me, forget it, man. He can just get rid of me, too. I don't know about you, man. I just like Jesus. Jesus is pretty cool. 42 years. I keep saying 43. Beth says 42. I, I need to go back and do my math. Maybe I got saved in 80, 
or 79. That changed dates. Good preaching, you could do that stuff. <laughs> a new likeness, a new assurance. Man, it, there's something inside that just says you're saved. You're sa- you know this world, I don't know if y'all know, Donald Trump's going to run again. Who really cares? I don't care. He ain't going to change much anyways. He didn't change much this time. He ain't going to change much the next time. He just, it's going to be more conflict is all it's going to be. I don't like the Democrats either. If you like Biden, you got a problem. There's something you are definitely need to check out your new creature thing here. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. <laughs> you ain't no new creature if you're still stuck in this world and you think one party's going to solve your problem over the other one. I was telling him, me and Joe was talking about these electric cars today. I know he's got one, so I didn't want to offend him too bad. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I mean, if you know anything about how gas is made, I mean, it's, it's made. It's just made. They take a 55-gallon crude oil, and they, they boil it down, and they take the crude, and then they come across that thing, and they, they get the gases, the diesel fuels. and the, That's why diesel fuel is so expensive, because it comes off the bottom, and the, the, then it comes to gasolines and your kerosene and all that other stuff comes off. And, and it, they just evaporate it, and it cools at different levels, and the gas just kind of runs off into little tanks out there somewhere, and then that's how you get the gas. If you've got to move from that, that structure right there to anywhere, you're wasting energy. Whatever you do it, that could come right off of that stack and run, like a car with gasoline, it comes right off of this, and the, the most efficient thing you're going to have is a, is a gasoline engine, gas guzzling, sucking the fuel down, blowing out CO2 in your atmosphere and causing green gases. That's the most efficient, least amount of green gases you're going to get. Anything you have to move from this right here down here to change, to change, to change, to make plastics, you're wasting energy. And it's costing more to do this out here than it would be to run the gas guzzler. Yet they don't tell you that. That's science. Why don't people look at science? This is how it works. Anytime you move from this to this to this, diesel, you know what they do? They take tractor trailers, they run them on diesel, and it takes your food to the stores, and you could go in and buy a thing of eggs for 69 cents for 18 eggs when you've got diesel fuel. (laughs) When you don't have diesel fuel, it's $5 for 18 eggs. Why is that? Because they're going down here, and they're going to come out with an electric plane. If you want to fly an electric plane, have at it, man. I've never seen a charging station in the sky. <laughs> Number two, I've never seen a plane that could go around a charging station like it's long enough to charge up. Yeah, amen. You need all the gas, all the fuels, all the other stuff to, to change all this stuff to make. Now, I'm not. That's your government telling you that. You know what Jesus says? Trust me. I've got, I've got assurance that one of these days, it won't matter what anybody does. They will not be able to stop what's going to happen to me. They cannot do it. Why not just trust him? I like that, man. The new assurance. I got a new assurance. I'll probably stop right here. You still want to do the prayer list? Y'all don't mind if Joe gets up here as a heathen. Well, we got to shut the, uh, we'll shut the, the feed off when he comes up because he don't have a suit and tie on and then the world will think that I'm just backslidden. <laughs> the spirit itself, I want to finish this about the, the, new, the new body, the, the new assurance. It says, the spirit, the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Do you have something inside of you telling you that you're a child of king, a son of God? Is it something inside of you telling you that? When you mess up, is there something inside you that says, okay, I just blew it, Lord? Yeah. 
And I am, I am one messed up individual. And thank you, you still love me. There's that little, small, still voice that's still inside. That lady, I wish y'all could have been down here in Florida when we talked to that Catholic lady. Uh, she, well, I tell you what, there was a couple, that couple that came in, the three people that came in Sunday. Uh, what was the lady's name? Dawn. Dawn. She goes, I said, aren't you glad you came to church today? She goes, you know what? She goes, yesterday. She was talking about Saturday. She goes, there was this little voice in my head that said, I need to go to church. I said, that's a Holy Ghost lady. Amen. Sis, that's a Holy Ghost. She goes, and my daughter said it too. <laughs> she needed to come. And she goes, my sister came. I said, yeah, and you need to bring her. She goes, touche. I'm like, yeah, man. You know what that was? She said, I said, that small, still voice in your head. You don't have to know all the doctrines and all this other stuff and all this. No, the, the little voice in your head, there's the Lord trying to talk to you. Hey, you're not going to learn this stuff in school. They're going to teach you that little boys are little girls or little girls are little boys. Okay. I still like going to the airport. They still got men and women's bathrooms in the airport. I was in the airport. I was looking. I'm like, is there any ladies going to be walking in here? Or any guys walking? I've never seen a guy or lady in, in any place in the airport. Now, I didn't go in the ladies' bathroom, so there you go. I'm okay with that. But, I mean, in the, in the men's bathroom, I've never seen a lady in there once. Or anybody who looked like a lady. I'm sitting there going, where, where is all this stuff? That's your government. Trying to make you think you need to be a certain way. No, I need to be like Jesus. You know what this world needs? They need a lot more little Jesuses running around. There's a new confidence. Verse 6. Chapter 5, verse 6. Therefore, we are always confident. People say, you're, you're overconfident. Yeah, man, I am. There is just some things I know, and there's some things I don't, but there are some things I know. I know that Jesus Christ died on the cross at Calvary 2,000 years ago. I know he saved my soul. And, you know, you start that thing with Paul. Paul, I look at this thing and I say, well, Lord, this whole world is crazy. But I said, here's a brilliant man back here, the Apostle Paul. He wrote a book that's still valid 2,000 years later. He wrote 14 New Testament books still in print 2,000 years later. The most read book on the face of this planet is that Bible. The most read book, the most read apostle is Paul. Anything anybody understands about the Bible comes from Paul. Jesus Christ knocked him down on the road to Damascus, chose Paul, led him write 14 New Testament books that makes us understand the rest of the Bible. If a man that smart said something, you know what, I, I, I was sitting there going, Lord, you know, I, I just want to serve under somebody who's smart. Okay, you got Paul, it's in your Bible. I'm like, but you know, like somebody really smart. Okay, you got Paul and Paul's following me. What's wrong with Paul? I said, nothing's wrong with Paul. He said, smart, don't. So if you ever worry about this stuff out here in the world and you're wasting, just remember Paul did the same thing. And he's a whole lot smarter than anybody else out here. A new confidence. I say, willing rather, oh no, this, uh, Therefore, being always confident. Uh, verse 8, it says, we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and present with the Lord. I am, man. I better stop here in just a second. I like to be confident. You ought to be confident. It says, examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. Examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. You need to make sure that you're a new creature. If you're not a new creature, you need to make yourself a new creature. See, how do I do that? Trust Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. I'll stop right here. I like, I'm going to go on. I'll, I'll continue this on another day. Uh, maybe, maybe Sunday night. But I'm telling you, brother, that it's a new creature, a new creature in him. That verse over there when he said that, he says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, if I'm in Christ, I'm a new creature. He is a new creature. 
The moment I got in him, he changed me to a new creature. I didn't know what I was going to be, but he knew, he knew what I was going to be. Old things are passed away. The old, the old stuff goes away gradually. It took me about the first four or five years to really get rid of some of the big things. I've been struggling for with the next 37 years, <laughs> getting rid of some of the other things. But it says, old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Is your future new to you? My future is new to me. I have hope. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I'm looking for this hope, man, this hope. My hope, and one of these days I'm going to see him, and my hope will no longer be there. It won't be faith no more. It'll be sight. And when I see him, I'm going to change in that twinkling of an eye. I'm going to change. I'm going to be just like him. And I don't care what happens. You know, you hear all these people about, oh, this, this happened in poor person in Arizona and, and the elections. And, and you, know, you know Al Capone said if he ever had to do it again, he'd get a license. Your government is full of, of the mafia. That's, that's, if, you, if you stop and look at what they're doing, this isn't conspiracy at all. This is just facts. Al Capone done told you what they were going to do. Hey, when we go out and sell beer and whiskey and alcohol, we get locked up. But if we go into the government, we can actually tax it and make more money. <laughs> yeah. And then, then our kids can go overseas and make tons of money, and everybody makes money and nobody will say anything. And then those in Congress and in the Senate will protect them because they're making money. How can you go and make $187,000 a year for four years or six years? I mean, let's say it's $200,000 times six is $1.2 million. And you come out with three or $400 million in the bank. How does that happen? Boy, I wish I could do that. If I could do that and give me a job making $10 an hour, uh, $400 a week, and in, and in six years I could have $8 billion, that would be a great job. Where do you think that money's coming from? Okay, I, it's not conspiracy at all, but if that's what you're trusting in, you're going to be one sad puppy. Because if that's your life and that's your, no, no, that, that stuff went away. I live in this world. I don't want to abuse this world. I love the world I live in. I love America. I'm glad I'm in America. Uh, I'm going to stay in America. If I get a chance to go overseas, I'll go overseas. But I'm going to come right back to, I'm going to have a round trip ticket. I was in Paris and Beth was with me. And here's this. They, they pulled me off to the side and they frisked me down and everything. They're going to check me because I'm coming back to America. Now, does this look like a terrorist to you? I mean, I didn't have a suit and tie on. I mean, the lady in Israel, I mean, that was funny as anything. That lady in Israel, when we got on the plane in Israel, there was, there was my daughters. Oh, I love them all to death. But they all had this liquid whatever. What was that? Honey? Honey? It's jars of honey. So they took all the bags and they stuck them all over the place on the table as we're at Brother Sid White's house. And they're sticking all this stuff in the bags. And I don't know what's in the bags. I mean, it's just in the bags. My daughters stick stuff in the bag. All of them did. And they just, I'm like, okay, do whatever, man. So we get to the airport, and they start running these things through the, the airport, and here's these jugs of liquid, and there looks like explosives or something, I guess. I don't know. And the, this lady, this, I mean, she's a little brunette, man. She's got an Uzi on the back. And she calls me over there, and I'm used to that because I've been in Israel before. I know, what, I know the game. So I go over, and she goes, are these your bags? I said, yeah, kind of. She goes, what do you mean? I said, ma'am, I got four daughters, and they threw all the bags on the, on the stinking table, and they was throwing stuff in there. My daughter's right there. I said, I said and, and the other guys, and I said, and I can't tell you what's in those bags. She says, get out of here, man. Just go. 
She runs him on through and sends me on a plane. You know what she did? She said, that kid, is, that guy is not a terrorist. <laughs> He's just a dad. It's all he is is a dad. So I get to Paris. Weird French people, Frenchies. I'm getting ready to get on a plane, and they pull me off to the side, and they're going to check me for being a terrorist. And that's not even the funny part. Back here is a row. Now, I had a round-trip ticket. I came from America to Israel, and I left Israel, and I'm going back to America. Back here is this Arab guy. Let me on the plane. I got a one-way ticket to America. They don't do nothing about that guy. One-way ticket. Why? Well, first of all, he doesn't want to go back. Why would you have a round-trip ticket to go back to where you don't want to go back anyways? But if I was going to look at somebody as a terrorist, that's the guy I would look at. I mean, he's only going to go one way. Why one way? You flew the planes into our towers. You learned how to get a plane off the ground. They, you would think that somebody would have caught the thought that they, man, they never learned how to land. Why did they ever want to learn how to land? <laughs> they weren't intending to land. <laughs> Brother, I'm telling you what, this world, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. They really are. They really are. And I've got to live here because I know this is where the Lord wants me, and I've got to live here for some amount of time. But I'm a new creature, and I'm supposed to act like a new creature, and I'm supposed to be a new creature. I'm supposed to look like a new creature. And what's wrong with our churches out there today is they're not teaching us to do that. And anybody, one of my favorites, as it was in the days of Noah, man, eight people got on that ark, and everybody on this planet died because they didn't want to be new creatures. You know what Noah, Noah was preaching? His preaching is right here. Different way, but this is what he's preaching. He, is, he goes, the Lord made an ark, and he's going to make us new creatures. <laughs> Anybody gets on the ark is going to get through. His wife was a smart woman. She got. I'm not saying Mrs. Noah was a righteous woman. I'm just saying she was smart. She got on the ark. Look at that. Somebody's testifying to that thing. His three boys... Obviously, one of them, Cain, uh, Ham, wasn't a really good guy. The other two, I'm not going to vouch for them either, except they were smart too, and they got on the ark also. And their three wives said, I'm going to listen to my husband because well, I'm going to get on the ark, and if it doesn't work, we're out of here. We can come back out. Nobody else on the planet did. You know what's wrong with us today is we think that we have the ability to change everybody's life, and you can't do it. They have to want it. Salvation is a free gift. It doesn't cost a dime. It already cost somebody, by the way. It already cost him. I would have got to that if I'd finished this. It, didn't, it cost him. 2,000 years ago at Calvary, Jesus Christ died on a cross. And everybody thought it was finished right there when he said it's finished. Nah, it's just the beginning. His, his earthly part mission was finished. Three days later, he pops up out of the ground, and he sits there and walks around 40 days and 40 nights. And at the end of that thing, Acts chapter 1, Joe, Acts chapter 1, yes. he ascended. I got that Sunday night. I didn't know what he did. No, no, I'm just <laughs> And he goes up to heaven, and he's been there ever since. And one of these days, he's coming back. And he's going to get me out of here. You know what I don't want him to do? This is what I want him to come down and say, oh, there's my new creature right there, and there's my new one right there. Wouldn't it be funny if he just, the rapture wasn't what it said it was in 1 Thessalonians? but that he actually comes down and he's going to pick you out of the crowd, would you be a new creature-looking person in that crowd? Brother, I'm done.